All right, welcome to the Harry Man Show, episode 51. We have an excellent Shredding Chops drummer on the show today, James Christopher Norrell. Norrell? Oh, I messed Knorl. up again. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. I got yeah. you. Uh, James is, uh, I've been seeing him popping up everywhere. I think he's a huge up-and-coming drummer. I think there's some huge things coming his way. Um, how you doing, James? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. <laughs> Yeah, a little I'm bit a of a little spill bloody, this morning. Yeah, but you know, it's all good. Just part of the daily grind, I guess. Yeah, and I'm if sorry your about. Hands aren't uh, bleedy. Can you really post anything on Instagram saying you practice drums today? Is it, uh, you probably. have to have like the one like of I practice for eight hours. Here's my blisters. I can yeah. do that today. So yeah, you know, yeah, we're good. It's all good. Does that bother you when people do that, or do you feel? Oh no, I don't. Yeah. Hey, whatever works for you, you know? Yeah. I just hate when I see the cliche picture of broken sticks on the ground. You're like, all right, dude. Yeah, we get it. Yeah, you know I mean, and I guess I'm guilty of it too. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think the first thing I think of when I see photos like that is, damn, man, it costs you like $40 to play drums today. <laughs> yeah. That's another thing, too. When you I know? See it. it was like $10 a pop. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, <laughs> that's where my brain goes immediately. So, yeah. All right, so I kind of want to start uh, from the beginning. How how'd you get into drums and when? When did that happen? Um, so I grew up in a small town in Michigan called Petoskey. Um, oh, wow. It's the cool thing about Michigan is you can use do your hand to describe where things are. So because uh, you know Michigan looks like a mitten. Uh, so Petoskey is up here at the top. It's very close to the UP. Uh huh. Um, and uh, one of my parents like family friends their son played drums and uh i was just kind of like i was you know classic like i was beaten up on pots and pans and that kind of stuff mm -hmm. when i was like a small child so my parents just thought it'd be kind of cool to uh enroll me in drum lessons oh nice um so i took drum lessons from this guy up until he left to go to berkeley college of music in boston Oh, nice. So pretty much when that happened, I that kind of was like, wait, you can go to school to, to play to play drums. It's not it's not like a catch. Yeah, I don't have to like do math and other stuff. It just just drums. Yeah, just drums. Yeah. And so once I figured that out, uh, I think that was about I was 10, I think mm. 10 or 11. Mm -hmm. Once I figured that out, I was like down for the count at that point. Mm -hmm. um and uh so from there i my parents end, end up we ended up moving uh closer to the middle of the state uh, grand rapids area <laughs> uh which is is cool for me because it was closer to like detroit and then grand rapids is also another large city in michigan mm -hmm. so a lot of the big tours go through both those both yeah. those cities the main vein yeah so yeah. i was uh so i was like a lot i was uh, I was more easily able to go to more things and kind of explore stuff. Um, and I ended up going to a lot of uh, music camps in the summers, you know, like fine arts camps, doing a lot of jazz, classical music. Uh, mm. And then I was really into drum lines in high school. Um, and then like all of the, you know, like the state band mm -hmm. 
MS, MSBOA, state ensemble, whatever stuff well, where you get rated and get medals and stuff. <laughs> well, uh, not to not to interrupt you there, but I could definitely oh, hear yeah. the drumline stuff in your chops. Was that forced or was that fun to you? Uh, drumline to me was super fun. I actually, um, I actually fell into the drumline hole pretty hard. Um, really? I can hear it. <laughs> and yeah, as a, as a compliment i mean yeah, uh, yeah. um i uh when i was in high school my my band program was for a lack of a better word just absolute garbage uh our you know it our my my school was really had no money and mm-hmm. my the our band director at the time was pretty burnt out of you know working there for like 30 years and never having any funding so he just like didn't care mm-hmm. but the thing was is you know i i had all this extracurricular stuff with music that you know my parents helped me you know get into so when i was in this band program i was just like you know bored but <laughs> since it was so disjointed and not very organized Mm-hmm. with the drumline stuff you know because drumline in a marching band does all this extra cool stuff that the rest of the band doesn't do you know like yeah traveling cadences and like all this it, all all the all the cool stuff mm-hmm. drumline does all that so yeah and i just got to organize and do all that stuff without any you know teacher help mm-hmm. and because of that that really helped that really kind of uh you know it's a core group of guys that really pushed me in in that direction and just practicing that stuff were you getting more pulled to <clears throat> excuse me towards the snare or tenors what was your uh kind of oh, i was i was i was snare for sure my one of my best friends in high school was the tenor guy so like me and him would just learn all the like jeff queen bill bachman oh, like wow. snare tenor duets uh it actually got really bad because in high school uh i found high school to be my high school i mean i'm sure my high school was not was not good so uh <laughs> shout out reed city high school shout out <laughs> um, but like i didn't really have to try a lot and i'm not i'm not by any means like a super intelligent person but mm-hmm. i did not find it challenging so pretty much you know the way that the the school was structured where it was basically you know, a teacher would show you a, a topic and then you would be examined on that topic for the rest of the class by doing some sort of assignment. Yeah, I think they call it like, like Common Core now or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was, yeah, it was not hard. So <laughs> I basically did all that in like 20 minutes and then it was like, hey, can I go practice? So I literally <laughs> would just go to like, I I took a teacher quit halfway through my junior year mm-hmm. and I just decided that like, I think I asked the principal is like hey can i use that for like the drumline practice room so i would just go in this room for like four hours a day during the school day mm-hmm. between every class and just practice it got oh, to nice. the point where the principal had to come to the room and be like we can hear you practicing throughout the entire high school like, <laughs> and i was awesome. like I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> what do you want? At least I'm not doing drugs or something. Yeah, like, I think you're on the right track there. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Drumline was definitely like a big, a big thing for me. Um, mm-hmm. What ended up not, uh, you know, taking it to the next level for me was, um, it doesn't seem like there, 
upon you know further investigation there doesn't really seem like there is a career path i think built you, out for those players past I, i'm not an expert in that either but i think it, a lot of those guys end up becoming instructors themselves yeah and that i mean i like teaching and stuff but i this that drum set is is first love for yeah. sure yeah um <laughs> so that that wasn't really and then also not to get into all the nitty-gritty details but like it was going to be impossible for me to convince my parents hey uh i want to do this marching band thing you guys want to pay seven thousand dollars for me to go on a tour this summer for this marching band uh, that's yeah? rough. or <laughs> hey guys i'm gonna go tour with this rock band is it yes. cool if i come home with some money like yeah yeah you know yeah. it's like way it's a way easier sell <laughs> and then just for me it was just i think also i think I was probably a little influenced by the fact that like being in drumline in my school was kind of cool. Yeah. Because, you know, we did cadences and I got it. So like uh, we played at all the soccer games, just the drumline nice. and like all this stuff. But there was always like an element to like marching band stuff. That's like a couple tiers too nerdy for me. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, marching I get it. band kid is not like my best friend. So that was another thing with like doing DCI that was kind of not really in my bag because it's just like I, I don't, you know, I don't really watch like, you know, Blue Devils. Yeah. Like people quote like, yeah, the Blue Devils show in two thousand three with the, th th and I'm I'm not I'm not nearly that. Yeah, that's uh, like next level yeah. stuff. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, but well, if you want to talk about like dream theater scenes, like I'm into that stuff. Yeah, me in too. Terms of like, <laughs> yeah, I can dork I out on that I one a little harder. Do like both. So well, that was kind of what decide made me decide to not do that like more seriously. Well, speaking of which, um, obviously, I I don't want to like title you as a metal drummer, but was your metal influences from high school up, or was that something that came later? You mentioned playing in a rock band. Was metal right off um, the bat? Yeah, so, I mean, my first concert I ever went to was ZZ Top. Oh, wow. There you go. Um, and I went to that when I was, like, two or three. And my dad is, like, a rock dude. Like, my I mean, my dad's a classic, like, dad. Mm -hmm. So he listens to, you know, Van Halen, ACDC, it, all, all the classic dad stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, shout out to all the dads. Um, <laughs> we used to call it barbecue rock. Barbecue rock. <laughs> but no, not yeah, putting it down, but yeah, yeah. I dad, listen to that I mean, stuff too. Is, <laughs> like, is it dad rock now? Like, like yeah. when does like, when, so I guess it's like classic rock, right? But like, yeah. when does, like, when are the Deftones going to be called classic rock? Because uh, it, five, another it five an or age? 10 years, maybe. All right, but, it, but it's going to happen. Yeah, and it's gonna be. I always just wondered, like, is that period of rock gonna be always called classic rock, or like, are like things? Is it like an age thing? You know. Well, you I gotta mean? think Led Zeppelin probably when it got into the '90s became classic rock. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. that was the '70s. So you figure Deftones. That's gonna be probably my midlife crisis area. Yeah. So yeah. 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 <laughs> if you want Deftones is classic rock. What have I done with my life? <laughs> yeah, I'll be buying a Ferrari now or Corvette or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> sorry but, no, no, uh, yeah Black. so i uh i ended up with like cz top and van halen and all that stuff and then uh you know like any 
the popular music at that time was, uh, you know, NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. But I still had like this pocket of like, I was into, you know, Metallica and all this like heavy music at the time. Mm -hmm. But I was also into like boy bands. So weird combo. But what ended up happening, this is my favorite music story ever. Uh, And uh, I would, you know, my brother was 10 years older than me and he had like a CD collection with (laughs) CDs and like a leather pouch you know with like all your stuff oh, i remember this yeah <laughs> pepperidge farm remembers uh, uh i would go in there when he was like at basketball practice or something and just like steal his cds and listen to them uh-huh. and i was like oh i wonder if there's any other bands like backstreet boys and in sync and what was the other one 98 degrees i think oh, yeah. was the other one i had so i was like going through his things and i was like oh dream theater that sounds like a boy band I'll check that out. <laughs> it's not. And I was like, oh. and then the, the first thing I heard was that clicking, the yeah. aggression. And I was just like, and I'm like, what, what weird crap is my brother listening to? Like, what is this some like ritual sacrifice stuff happening yeah. in here? Yeah. And then like, I mean that listening to that record just changed everything. Which one was that? Was that, uh, that was, that was scenes. Oh, nice, nice. That's a great one. Yeah, because that was like right when it came out. My brother had it, so yeah. And that f- I mean, that changed everything for me. So because then funny, it was like funny story before you go on. And that Instinct yeah. actually visited my middle school. Some girl won an Oreo contest. What? <laughs> yeah. Was, so but that stuff was fake. Like it, oh, no, no. no. So it, it was really weird how it happened. So the long story. I'm not going to rant on it, but no, the band yeah. the band director's daughter won the contest for Oreo. And they had to shut down our school for like two days, and NC came in, and I had to hang out with NSYNC in a band room. Dude, that's it was, awesome. And I hated NSYNC at the time. Oh, <laughs> it was like it was like kryptonite to me, you know what I mean? Like, but like because I was in the rock, you know, and stuff. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It was just sure. so weird. But looking back at that, I appreciate that more now. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. it's just like one of those really weird, like, you know. Sorry, sorry. No, that's that's, <laughs> that's. I always thought like those, like those things uh like those contests were always there was always like some thing that was like oh it's actually never gonna happen but that's no, they're, they're real man <laughs> uh, but yeah i so like after dream theater you know you go down the prog hole you know yeah. like uh-huh. you, you just do you do all the stuff required to to meet the needs of being in the prog hole mm-hmm. uh but i mean you know that kind of further um investigation of that style of music kind of uh you know and then once i found out that they also went to berkeley it was just like oh yeah this is this is the vibe now we will we will we will go to berkeley oh so you went Um, to berkeley as well right yep yeah i graduated in 2015 oh nice you went there for about a four-year run yeah i think i made it yeah Yep, four years. <laughs> wow, that's pretty. I did it like four that's... and a half. I did it like four <laughs> and a half because I took what I did was. I mean, I absolutely loved it, but I, uh, I, um, I started and then I didn't stop. I went five semesters in a row, mm-hmm. and I was loving it. But I was like, oh my god, I need a break. Like yeah. I'm gonna die. Mm-hmm. Like, because uh, it's just so much information, and I really wanted to be able to like soaking in the right way not just you know because i feel like a lot of the patterns and stuff that you 
you know, learn, I can play them, but they're not like ingrained. You know what I mean? I'm just regurgitating information for a class, not for my playing. So I, uh, I took a semester off and I worked on a cruise ship. I played drums on a cruise ship for six months. Well, that's training in the software too. Yeah. And also a lesson <laughs> in what not to do with your life. If you <laughs> yeah. I've heard that before too. Yeah. I think everyone who plays on cruise ships says that. Yeah. Now I haven't asked a silly question. Um, when you went to Berkeley, I heard a lot of people say they go through like a culture shock. Did that hit you at all? Oh, like-, like the, the, uh, the like, I'm a small fish in a giant yeah. big pond of everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I, I have to figure out how to answer this without sounding like a total douche. Uh, <laughs> so I guess I did a summer class. I did a summer camp. I've, or I've done summer music camps since I was in middle school. Mm-hmm. So the concept to me of going to a place to like play music with people Mm -hmm. that were probably better than me was not foreign when I went to Berkeley. Yeah. It was part of the expectation. Mm -hmm. And I've never been a person that's like, I gotta be, I gotta be better than that guy. You know, like that's never been my, my MO. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I definitely was aware of it when I got to Berkeley, but it was, something that I've already, I had already adjusted to. So you were over the, the whole anxiety from being away from home. I think a lot of people get that. Oh stuff. yeah. I, that, I mean, I haven't been home. I mean, there was like a joke. It was just like summer was a vacation for my parents from me because mm-hmm. I would be gone for three months every summer, pretty much. Since the reason I why I mentioned that is a lot of people when they go into school like that, it's their first time leaving home. And oh like, yeah. No, that was not the case for me at all. Yeah. I think that the, the, the shock with Berkeley is, you know, people come from their environment of being the best at their particular instrument in their town. Yeah. And then you get to Berkeley and you're like, dude, I'm not even the best guitar player in my hallway. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. You know? So that, but even with that, with me was like, oh, there's a guy on my block who's really good at blast beats. And there's a guy who's really good at salsa music. And there's a guy who's really good at jazz. I'm going to hang out with all of them and learn what I want and not like be off put by the fact that they're, yeah, they're better than me, but it's not that they're like, it's not that they're, you know, I've also put in work. It's just not in the same areas that they've put in work, you know? So yeah, I never really, I never really, uh, I don't know. I never really got like that weird, well, I think it's because you're a lo- yeah. you're a lot more versed than most people going into it. But I just hear the same, you know, like I was saying, people get there yeah. and I'm like, oh my god, what am I doing? You I know? mean, it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. I mean, I love it though. I, I absolutely love that school. So, <clears throat> so while you were still in school, were you still playing with metal bands, or were you kind of just studying primarily? Um, so pretty much every summer, I would pretty much go on tour. So I had a band I started in Berkeley called Aviations with Sam, oh, nice. uh, and that was basically me and him and berkeley dudes um the thing with berkeley was like the band scene in berkeley is insane because Mm. it's berkeley musicians makes sense (laughs) already better than any local scene yeah yeah uh so 
I was do I would do that, and then you know just through connections with people, uh, I toured with uh, Native. I mean Native Construct. I'm sure you've heard of that band. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were my neighbors. Like we shared a wall. So uh, I toured with them when I was at college. Um, toured with uh, toured with this band called the Omega Experiment mm-hmm. when I was in college. They're like another prog band. Um, and I did a lot of non-metal stuff too, though. I played with uh, played with like a lot of singer-songwriters, and I played in a I played in a bunch of different wedding bands and cover bands. Yeah, which was <laughs> I've been there. Not my proudest moments, but you know, <laughs> yeah. got through it. Uh-huh. Uh And yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm definitely known in like the internet as a metal drummer like i'm not gonna deny that yeah but... I, I don't mean that as a put down i mean oh no no no, no yeah. for sure yeah. uh but it's definitely like i think it's just because the metal stuff i, I mean I, actually, I should shut up i have no idea why that is but i play <laughs> like i play a lot like for session stuff i do a lot more stuff than just metal i think mm-hmm. it's just because my my metal bands have more of a f- foothold on the scene that it's more like that stuff gets more visibility i guess well, yeah and I, I was literally just geeking uh, out like you do you do have a wide range i was just listening to your kingdom hearts if you want to call it cover or yeah all right so we're gonna do a five second nerd breakdown here uh it is march 25th um i i'm learning a record right now for a client and i told him i would have it learned by march 31st oh wow and the reason that is is because kingdom hearts comes out on pc on march 31st and if you think i'm doing anything for like a day after you're mistaken <laughs> what'd you so, think of the third one i didn't i haven't played it oh uh, okay well I'll let so you... i didn't i didn't play it because i bought a ps whatever system it came a ps4 uh-huh. i bought it i bought that system specifically for that game i'm a i'm a pc gamer so oh, okay uh i bought that system for that game and then it was looking like that console was never going to come. That game's never going to come out. Oh, yeah. I remember that now. So I sold that console when I was moving to New York because I was like, I don't need this. I have a gaming rig. And my uh-huh. girlfriend has a gaming rig. And we have VR and a Switch and, like, all this. I have an arcade stick. I have too much stuff. Yeah, so I'm on the same boat with you. I was just like, get rid of it. I don't want to <laughs> see it anymore. I don't. Every time I see it, I'm reminded that Kingdom Hearts 3 isn't out. Just get rid of it. And then, like. I swear, like three weeks later, it was like Kingdom Hearts Three is coming out. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you're but, probably so gonna I'm, like it. You're probably gonna I'm, like it. I'm I'm gonna play through one and two for like the fiftieth time, and then mm. play three. Now, so, was it fun to kind of break that down, or did you add your own parts to that stuff? Oh, I mean that that thing's fun because like when I do those, like I've done, I did a medley of the first Kingdom Hearts soundtrack, like a five years ago oh, wow. when i still lived at home uh-huh. um that stuff's cool just because like uh, <laughs> yeah, you relate to it i forget the composer's name uh but he writes with like a lot of odd times mm-hmm. and his his orchestrations are cool but yeah i mean yeah that those videos are me just like 
just goofing over top of it you know because there's not there's there's i mean to me i hear implied drum parts but there's definitely not any written drum parts it's more like in the classical realm than yeah any. and I, th- I think thomas ling was doing a whole final fantasy tour too that was i was geeking out on that one pretty dude much. oh yeah that'd be so <laughs> sick oh my god that's another one man <laughs> so do you have any future plans to do any other video game soundtracks or anything like that uh you know actually um i just bought a guitar recently oh nice um and i've i've played guitar on and off since i was like 11 but i never i never i never owned like a good guitar Mm -hmm. um but i bought a guitar recently and i've been playing a lot of twisted metal which is the greatest (laughs) game of all time yeah one or two uh two oh nice you don't need any one other than two i tried to i played four last night and it was great (laughs) yeah Uh, just just two so i've been learning the the intro theme to twisted metal 2 oh nice i was thinking about making like a full cover of that but also that's such like a weird niche game i feel like no one would care anyways but also like (laughs) i i just do it for me so it doesn't matter yeah it's just considered (laughs) an exercise yeah Uh, right uh, well, since we're on the subject of gear, I see you have a beautiful DW set behind you. Is that what you primarily play now is DW? Yeah. Uh, DW, I use DW, Tom's kick and stuff. And then I use offbeat snares. Uh, this one Jordan actually just built for me like a week ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's got my, let me pull it up here. Um, oh, I can barely see it there. Yeah. Eh. Oh, nice. It's got like a cantina oh. to it. Yeah, so it's it's all brass with maple on the maple reinforcement hoops. Oh, nice! And he put my initials in it, which that is looks cool. really good, man. And uh, trick throw off, and yeah, it's sick. Uh, I've had it for about a week. I was trying to get it. I just recently finished a record in Rhode Island for the new Aviation's record, mm-hmm. um, and I was trying to get it for that, but he didn't finish it in time, but I have, I have another one of his drums that I use. It's a six by five, 6.5, excuse me, six, 6.5 by 14 copper snare drum. Mm-hmm. Um, that also sounds super sick. So yeah, I just, you know, his, his snares sound really good. So I, I like yeah. using them. Well, I was watching your, your breakdown video, which I recommend everyone check out of you playing that. And that thing sounds killer, man. Yeah. He, he, I mean, also his drums look sick so yeah. I, it's it's double bonus that they sound amazing and they also look really great yeah but yeah i've been really happy to really fortunate to work with him on on some drum stuff so now it looks like you're playing a maple kit there do you feel like that's a more promising recording wood or do you is there anything you prefer over maple um you know i don't really have the I don't really have the education to answer that properly. Oh, no, I'm just, just asking your personal like. taste. Yeah, I just know what I like. Like, I, I, I don't. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of old and grumpy, so <laughs> I have, I have, I. This drum set, my dad and I, my dad helped me buy it when I was like 13. Oh, this has been around with you for a while. It's been with me for a bit. Yeah. Uh, and. It's my favorite drum set. Looks it sounds, I love that it color sounds too. amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it looks it looks flamboyant. And <laughs> Not what I meant, but <laughs> well no, no, it's it's like it's a loud drum set. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. it looks it looks loud. 
So, um, and, uh, and, you know, through the years I've bought other drum sets for like gig. Cause I, this, this drum set doesn't leave this room. It's mm-hmm. strictly for recording. Um, and I've bought other brands over the past, you know, 10 years just to be like, Oh, I'll just get something else just mm-hmm. because I don't really have another, I think I have paid $2,000 for this drum kit. It's like, I don't really want to drop another two grand on a drum kit. Mm-hmm. That's going to get beat up. You know what I mean? It's going to be a road kit. Um, so, uh, I ended up, I ended up having a, I ended up one point I had like five drum sets and I was like, they all don't sound as good as this one. Yeah. And I remember being on a family vacation with my girlfriend's family. And I was talking about this problem to my girlfriend's mom <laughs> and and we were just like having beers just hanging out and she was just like she just said it so it made so much sense she's like well why don't you just buy the same drum kit if you like it so much and i was like that's a genius idea <laughs> so, so funny though is i like this might have been a little bit of of you know beer inspiration but i immediately got on ebay and oh. found two of the same drum set and same i just finish? did on both of them different finish but the same same stuff oh nice uh, the one i ha- ended up getting is a 2010 maple 10 12 14 oh nice uh, which sounds a little darker but i like it um mm. but i had <laughs> bidding on two and i was i had the winning bid on two of them up Ouch. until like an hour before and i'm like oh my god what did i just do (laughs) i need two not three dws i need two yeah yeah thankfully whoever outbid me on that one thank you yeah saved your life yeah so so i just i i don't know i like are there other drum kits that i've heard that i like like i really like those sonar sq2s and stuff but yeah it's just one of those things where it's like there's so i mean you know this as well there's so much like uh you know intricate things that we can geek out about oh yeah i just got a purple heart and i'm like still trying to figure out how to tune it yeah yeah so (laughs) you're like but once you kind it's so refreshing to just like know that you've got something about your sound just like locked in and you don't have to worry about it anymore Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah it feels good so i don't i i haven't looked at drum sets in years just because it's like I have two DWs and they yeah. sound exactly how I want them to sound, and that yeah done. Don't need to worry about it anymore. <laughs> well, I, I noticed that you're also a, a vivid minor player there too, and that, that kind of yeah. brings to your sound a lot too. Um, is that something you've been with a while, or you kind of just found minor over time? Um, I I think minor kind of blew up when I was in college. Mm-hmm. And I think Minel, Minel did a really good job of positioning themselves in um, the metal market. I well, I got into them not for the metal market. They were really in the like the the Berkeley like. Oh, really? The Berkeley. Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. The Berkeley jazz influence hmm. on everything kind of thing. I didn't know that. So they were like all the dark stuff and like just the that stuff i was like oh that stuff sounds good so <laughs> i started buying minels then and then uh and then uh 
I did a tour with the faceless oh, nice. and um, got to get some industry pricing on a bunch of stuff and then just went ham. So yeah, <laughs> rocking all those. they sound great, especially the way you have your splash configuration to your left too. Dude, this. All right. So I, I do this thing. I'm, I'm this is my third story of explaining this. I do this thing where sometimes I just like get stoked and I buy a bunch of stuff. <laughs> but this splash right here is, I am never buying another splash in my life. Really? It's, uh, it's the, it's the Meinl Byzance dual splash. Oh, nice. Dude. Oh man. It's so, I bought it like two days before I, that session in Rhode Island and everyone at the session was just like, yo, that splash. It's 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 one of those symbols where like every time you hit it, I feel like the person who's tracking you is just like, wow, that fill was sick. And the oh, fill nice. is really not that special, but you hit that symbol and it was just like, oh yeah, all right, that's dope now. So icing on the cupcake. Yeah, dude, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So I want to talk about: Are you currently playing with Brand of Sacrifice? Is that your primary band right now? Uh, I mean, I play in three bands. And I try to split my time as equally as possible, mm -hmm. uh, which ends up with me just not sleeping a lot. Uh, so, but yeah. yeah, I mean, brand is trying to, I mean, we just put out a record in March. Um, and I mean, we're trying to get back out on the road when it's safe. Yeah. That's what I was going to um, bring up too. Yeah. So, uh, we're just doing album release stuff still and trying to plan the eventual return of live music. And when do you um, think that, in your opinion, you think it's next year or later this year? Uh, I would prefer later. Yeah. I, I'm like super immuno. I only have one long, so I'm like super immuno compromised. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I kind of take it pretty serious. Um, no, that's not what I meant. I just meant like your predictions as far as. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying like, I would prefer if it would be later just so oh. that way we don't have like, I would rather not rush into it yeah. just because I'm not, I'm not, you know, that's understandable plenty of things for me to do. <laughs> yeah. In time, you know? Yeah. And uh, well, speaking of which, are you still giving lessons uh, as well? Yeah. I mean, I teach, I probably do like three or four lessons a week. Um, I used to teach full time when I lived in Boston, I had like 35 students a week. Oh, wow. Which was a lot. Now, were you doing in person or are you doing primarily Zoom style now? Uh, just I just use Discord, yeah. I, uh -huh. um, just because it's easier, and you know, I've got like, well, for this, I've only got the one camera set up, but I've got this camera, I've got a camera overhead, I've got mm -hmm. a GoPro camera, and I've got a foot cam. So I feel like it's sometimes even easier, and everything's mic'd up, so it's like even easier than you know, doing in person lessons. I feel like, because yeah. as opposed to like, all right, now, Jimmy, come over here and check out my foot for this technique. It's just like, all right, let me switch cameras. Boom, done, you know? Nice, nice. And that's what I was going to ask um, before we moved on to that. Uh, do you see – are you using triggers all the time, or do you see that you just use oh, them? I, I only use them for brand. Oh, only for brand? I'm pretty, like – I mean, I've got my thing here, but I'm just, like, too lazy to pack it up every time I'm not using it. Uh -huh. um, I So I only use it – in brand just because that's the i use it when it's stylistically appropriate is the yeah. short answer you know yeah, i was gonna I mean? notice when I, I heard some of your stuff it sounds real natural then i heard the trigger sounds i was kind of confused or yeah i mean i use it when it's when it's appropriate you know yeah. like that uh i've been it's just 
that's the style you know yeah. I, I don't like using them mm-hmm. i'm not like a i mean i could we could go on on all day of doubles all that crap i mean <laughs> no but, i wasn't trying to open that can of worms i would just oh yeah no no one wants to open that can of worms yeah but yeah. <laughs> it's just to me it's like Regardless if you like it or not, it's the sound. So yeah. it's like, are you trying to serve the music or your ego? So, you know, that's that's my take on it. Um, now, my someone- thing with triggers is it's not playing a kick drum, in mm-hmm. my opinion. It's not, you're not playing, it's a different instrument entirely, I feel like. I feel like when I play with triggers, I have to play different than when I play without them. Just mm-hmm. for, you know but I could also, maybe my settings are garbage, maybe all, you know, that, all that stuff. So yeah, I use them when I need to, when I need them for bands. I, I, I generally too, I use the MIDI out a mm. lot um, just for, if I'm tracking for a client and if they want that information, they can have it. So that, oh, nice. that's one thing I, that I use from it. That's pretty cool. So nice. And uh, I didn't mean, like I said, open that up, but uh, oh, no. <laughs> that was a dumb thing to bring up, but uh no. Uh, if someone wanted to reach out to you for lessons, what would be the best way to do it? Uh, I am jamesconorrell.com. Super easy. Nice. And my email is just jamesconorrell at gmail. Nice. And, and my I, name I, is James Conorrell. And I wanted to reach out. I, I'm blanking out right now. You were just recently on a YouTube video where you were hired from Viber, I believe. Yeah. And- so I, I do a lot of session work on Fiverr. I actually, I, I had a friend of mine who was asking me advice about that yesterday. And I realized that I'm the number one Fiverr pro drummer Ooh. on the site, which I didn't know until yesterday. So that's well, congratulations. That's pretty big. man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't even know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So uh, yeah. How that happened was um, for those of you who don't know what Fiverr is, or it's a, it's a freelance marketplace. Um, it's basically a more refined version of, you know, like Craigslist essentially is you go on there looking for a service and you've got multiple people that are offering that service. You decide the one you like, and then you hire them and then you move on your merry way. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been on Fiverr since the inception of the site, like five years ago, I actually started using Fiverr, uh, when I was at, in college, cause mm-hmm. it was kind of a good way for me to learn how to record because i didn't go to berkeley for music production i just went for performance Mm -hmm. um but it was a good it was a good time for me to start doing it because um you know i could ask questions from all my mpne friends i was also doing a lot of sessions in the mpne studios Mm -hmm. so i could ask a lot of questions um so it was i kind i kind of nailed it on the timing of that even though it was completely not intended mm-hmm. um so with this fiverr thing that i did with steven taylor who's that's that his guy uh he basically sent me it's fairly common to what happens every time uh i get an order on that site is they send me a song with the bpm and the a drumless track and they say have fun so, <laughs> so that's what happened uh and then he liked mine so that was cool uh um but yeah that's that was kind of the gist of it um it was kind of fun he's a nice guy so yeah had a good time with it yeah it I, fun I, to I, see uh, another video. iterations of people doing the same track i thought was kind of interesting and you were honestly one of my favorite ones on there to be honest with you thank you <laughs> yeah. was it the playing or the sweater 
Uh, I stayed a plane more likely. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go back and watch it again, but it was a great whole overall video. I love those because it's kind of like a reality TV vibe, but it's yeah. not. But it's not though. You know, it's real talent as opposed to like. Yeah. And I also appreciate Steven's like, I've, I've talked to Steven with it about it a lot. And it's like, I appreciate his, uh, a, he's like positivity first on that kind of stuff. Cause you know, there's like a lot of, at least I've maybe my search algorithms all messed up, but it seems like there's a lot of, you know, uh, what's the way to say it? It was like, like, just like a lot of like negative, like hate posting of like drummers and musician kind of stuff and it's like man you don't got room for that stuff get out of here with that yeah, and so i like so i like steven how he's very much like oh they could have worked on that but you know they did this 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 and it's like thank you for being a good uh you know a good uh ambassador for your instrument yeah i agree that's uh i think that's more important than anything else yeah um, so before I let you go, what would be the best, what, your YouTube, what would be the best way to check out or reach out to you? YouTube? Uh, YouTube or my website, uh, jamescanorl.com. Um, I've been doing a lot of sessions lately, so, and <clears throat> teaching. And uh, lately, too, I've been getting a lot of emails about recording and stuff, which is funny because I didn't go to school for recording. But Well, I think that the, the my whole... stuff sounds good. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, uh, the, the like whatever you want to call it, shutdown pandemic or whatever, I think it's encouraging yeah. a lot of people to start their own home studios as of myself. Yeah. So I yeah. think guys like you that are more pioneered in it, you know, are definitely valuable. <laughs> you know I, mean? yeah. I wish I could have a home studio. I wouldn't get in bike accidents if I didn't have to leave my house. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry I had to drag you from the bike accident this morning. No, it's all good. It's all good. I think my hand is totally cleaned out by now. Yeah. So. Um, I hope that doesn't affect your practicing your session work today. Ah, just an extra <laughs> couple of minutes. Uh, more, uh, uh, more reason to get clear heads, right? Because the blood won't show up on them and these yeah. coated ones. It's going to look like I did a knuckle on the rim or something. The worst. Um, so James, it was a it was a real pleasure to have you on. It'd be great to do it some other time, maybe when everything opens back up. But like yeah. I said, I'll, I'll share the link to your YouTube. I highly recommend checking out James' videos. I mean, I go down the rabbit hole with these all the time, especially the last couple of weeks. But uh, James, it's been a real honor to have you on the show. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Next all time right. we'll talk about uh, beard products. <laughs> yeah, well, that'd be, yeah, we'll do that too. Awesome. All right. All right. Well, thanks a lot, James.